Oh, yeah. It's hockey season time. We had a little bit of a glimpse yesterday with four teams going onto the ice, but the puck drops, and we need to talk about what we think will happen, what we may want to happen, and as for the Sharks, what we hope won't happen. Let's talk about it right now. You're on Teal Town, USA. Good afternoon, or if you're in the East Coast, like many of our panelists, good evening, everyone. It is October 13th, 2021, and the puck drops on a brand new National Hockey League season. We'll get into that, who we think will, will be in the cup final come June, and a lot more. Welcome to Teal Town USA. If you haven't been a part of here, here's how we roll you know, we want you to be a part of the show, chat with us and fellow hockey fans on the YouTube chat, on the page, or the app. And, of course, you can follow us on the Twitter machine, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, you know, YouTube. Hit that subscribe button to our YouTube channel. We really do appreciate that. And, of course, all the social media. And follow us on PodcastWise, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all that fun stuff and more at tealtownusa.com. So with that, we have a foursome, who for some reason all of a sudden I can't see, but uh, I'll introduce you to each and every one of them, starting off with the Manhattan man that he is, Mr. Mark Eisenberg. Hey, how's it going, everyone? <laughs> it's great to be back. It's great to get back to talking hockey. We also have the lovable, angry Canadian robot. He is Mr. Ian Reed. Hello, hello. Uh, good to be back again. Yeah, uh, excited to uh, excited to be back. Excited for the season to finally uh, get going and start doing this more regularly again, for sure. <laughs> and you know, he does spell his name the right way, but uh, you know, considering the off-season haircuts and such, probably the last person to really we could say San Jose to, Mr. Eric Landy. <laughs> back indeed so it's good to have you all back we're trying to get back into uh the puck drop and everything so we'll begin with our opening face-off we had two games that happened last night in the national hockey league we had seattle uh kind of get their uh inaugural game kick-started <clears throat> per se as the uh as they lost to the Vegas Golden Knights four to three. Um, Ian, I'll start with you. What did you take from the debut of the Kraken? I mean, Kraken are an interesting team, and I don't know quite what to make of them. Right, like much like Vegas was when they first came in. Like I, I don't think the expectation. Like I know what Vegas did, but I still, you know, the the expectations going into the season weren't incredibly high for Vegas when they win it. Now, I know there's been some revisionist history on that, but that's the history. Um, I don't know what to make of this Kraken team yet. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they how they go. Uh, Landy, uh, what did you take from Vegas uh, coming up with, a you know, giving up a 3 nothing lead and 
and somehow uh, skate to a 4-3 victory. Vegas going to Vegas? I don't know. Um, I mean, <laughs> look, I think with regard to where Seattle is, they're a team, right? I think that they, you could use that uh, Pierre Dorianism. <laughs> uh, they're a team. And, uh, you know, honestly, what can we say more than Vegas playing with its food? Yeah. Uh, but, but to me, Mark, uh, Vegas looks beatable still. Yeah, I think the vibe is a little bit different this year with Vegas. This, I don't know. I, people aren't huge on Reeves, but something about Reeves leaving just makes that team a little bit less scary. And I know they still have all the talent they had, but um, I don't know. I, we'll see how it plays out. The drama with Flurry and Leonard um, or how Flurry left the franchise, those kind of things I feel like are weighing over Vegas. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how... I don't know. I'm just not as scared of them as I used to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I th- I think w- with them being in the weak division, and boy, howdy, how many times have we heard that they're in a weak division? Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone I, loves to say that. Right, right. You know, you wouldn't say that in the Metropolitan Division, right, NBC? Oh, you won't say it in the Central either. Yeah, true. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll kind of break down the Pacific as we go in the later show. But let's first start out East. In uh, in in the Eastern Conference, you know, we we can talk about Tampa, maybe having you know slightly a hiccup last night. They they lost six two to a Crosby and Malkinless Pittsburgh Penguins, and you know we got the clip here. But you know John Cooper wasn't too happy about, with his uh, crew uh, watching things last night. I don't know. I guess you can Monday morning quarterback this whole thing, but. In the end, they beat us to every puck. They worked harder than us. They were better than us in every facet of the game. If it wasn't for a goalie, it would probably have been way worse. I can um, coast through the can... season, and then they know when to turn the switch. They yeah. can flip the switch when the playoffs start. All they have to do is get there, and they are an absolute threat. Oh, I screwed up, didn't I? No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I I cut John Cooper off, but we got the gist of it there. But like like you said, they can flip the switch. This team isn't, I don't want to say built dominant per se, but but Mark, any concern out of losing to a Pittsburgh squad like that? No, I think uh, teams tend to not always fare well on banner nights as well. Yeah. Kind of riding all those emotions early on. Um, So I, I, I wouldn't read into either result, whether it's positive for the Penguins or negative for Tampa. Yeah. No, yeah, no. I think I have to echo what, what Mark's saying as well. You know, it's just you've got the emotion of raising the banner. You've got the fans back in the stands. You've got, um, you know, a lot of excitement in and around the organization. And um, there's going to be some lofty expectations as well thrown at them. So, I think all of the above, really, and and you kind of got a recipe for a letdown. Yeah, and it's one it's one of those moments where you celebrate things and you can just be disappointed about it, but at the same time, it's Tampa. Come on now, they're they're going to be a lot better than I think this effort showed. So, oh yeah, yeah, like I said, like this is a team that knows when to turn it on, and I think, like obviously with the nature of the cap and everything else like yeah they they lost some important pieces but i still think 
if you look at the talent there, there's still more than enough talent to try and go for a three-peat. Do I think they're going to three-peat? No, but they have the talent to do it. Like, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely do they have the talent. Their opponent in the Stanley Cup final was Montreal, <laughs> who recently signed a uh, Nick Suzuki to an eight-year, $63 million deal. Granted, no Philip Deneau. He went to L.A., uh, unfortunately, no carry price uh, due to things that are going on. We wish him all the best. Uh, uh, Mark, I'll start with you. Can Montreal, I, I don't even want to say get back to the final. I want to say, can they get back to the playoffs? I do not have them as a playoff team this year. Um, I think everyone was fairly shocked with what they did last year. And while I think they have some good young pieces and possibly the future Calder Trophy winner, um, I don't see them as a playoff team landy same uh you know i think it was an aberration um and and definitely a uh you know a covid related sneak into the playoffs and um yeah i don't have them being a playoff team at all this year no there's there's just i don't see how they get in like you have to get past now obviously i think this division is like uh, the super haves and haves not, right? I mean, right. on one end, you have Tampa, you have Toronto, you have Florida. You know, is Boston still going to be a playoff team? I think they're going to be right in the fight there. And they could be, you know, they could be looking for that wild card spot. Now, Detroit, Buffalo, uh, you know, Ottawa don't. I think Ottawa is going to be better, but they still don't scare me. I just, I don't see a path for them. Like the, the, the other teams, the teams on the top are just too good. Like, I don't, how do you get in? Like, I understand that, you know, you, you got in and you you do the playoff format and you got in and, and they were able to make some noise in the playoffs. But I just I don't see a path for them in, let alone to make noise once they get there. I think their one path is that you, you talk about pathway in there. And I think the one path would be if the if the Florida Panthers let down again. And I think if the Florida plant Panthers, you know, scuffle in that third spot, you know, maybe there's a there's a, a little bit of daylight coming in. But when I look at the roster right now for Montreal and I look at Boston and I go, okay, who would I rather have between those two? I, I think I would pick Boston, wouldn't you? Well, I hate the Bruins, but I mean, they're the team that I would pick to go. The roster, not not necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like Boston's got some interesting stuff going on there too, right? No Tuka Rask. That's going to be interesting. I mean, so there's there's questions in Boston for sure. But I just look at I look at Montreal and I look at, you know, again, and that's the wild card. And, you know, two wild card might even come from the Metro. So, like, if the, the path for, for them, in my opinion, is they have to get one of the top three seeds. I can't see them finishing higher than Tampa, Florida, or Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to take one of those teams to really fall out of it. Guys, what do you think? Uh, let's get into Toronto since you mentioned Toronto here. I mean, my God, uh, they blew a three-one series lead. Uh, I haven't gone through the entire Amazon all-or-nothing series with them, but uh, you know, uh, is this the year they'll finally get over that first-round hump? Forget the cup at this point, but Mark. I mean, can they get get past their well, it'll be eighteen year fix uh, of not making it? 
It's a tough question. Um, <laughs> I think they're likely playing. I mean, that conference is jacked up. So they're likely mm-hmm. playing a tough team in the first round. And there is just so much focus playing in Toronto. So just these players, they tend to struggle when it comes to those hard moments. I don't know. It really, I think, depends on health. Um, I still think they have, obviously, super talented lineup, at least at the top end of it. Um, I don't know about their goaltending. And on the back end, it's okay. Uh, so some of those things kind of get exposed in seven-game series. And I think they're obviously a playoff team, but no one in Toronto is going to be happy with making the playoffs. They want second round, third round, and even a cup. So I personally think they're going to be disappointed again, but I wouldn't be surprised with that talent if they finally break through and win a series. Yeah, it's hard, right? Because like this is one of the this is a team where I look at it and I say I don't I don't love the sum of its parts right now. Like the, like you know, like Mark said, top end super talented, but I have question marks in goal as well. This is a team to me that yeah, you know, this is a team to me that is going to get there and they're going to try and do something like they have to do something at the trade deadline in my opinion. And you know, it's this is kind of a cop-out answer, but I I really you know, that's where I really want to see what they do before I'd be like, yeah, this is a, you know, this, this team, like they have the talent to get to the second round, but who are they going to play? I, I don't know. I think the jury's going to be out till the trade deadline. Yeah. I, I think, I think this is the year, but a bad injury or such. I mean, if Austin Matthews injury were to loom longer, uh, you know, there is that concern. I think all around Uh, one of the teams that can take over them is the Florida Panthers getting some quiet Stanley cup talk. Um, You know, I I would say led by, you know, Jonathan Huberdeau, but let's be honest here. It's all about Joe Thornton. Come on guys. (laughs) Hi. Yeah, but I'm, I'm in South beach. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, you have Sergei Bobrovsky. You, I mean, Spencer Knight, as your net goaltending net, net minding tandem, you have Jonathan Huberdo. I, I it, it, and don't forget Sasha Barkov just signed to a big deal. Uh, Landy, I mean, are the Panthers for real? Could they could they overtake uh, the Lightning as the best team, let alone in not just in the Atlantic, but maybe in Florida? Well, they gotta show it to me first, right? I mean, that's the knock that that Florida has been. You know, with them is that, you know, when it comes to the big moment, you know, they're kind of shrinking violets a little bit, you know, Um, or they get themselves into an extended rut and, you know, they're not able to pull themselves out of a death spiral. Um, And and so, you know, before I see any, you know, uh, prognostication that this team is going to be on the ascent for a Stanley Cup, I want to see them in the second round at least. And, And they haven't they haven't. To me, at least, they haven't earned that yet, and um, you know this is going to be the year. I think that they'll they'll hit critical mass, and um, I, I think that they will be, uh, you know, uh, I think they'll be in for a long ride, uh, you know, in the playoffs this year. But I could see them kind of being almost like Colorado, where you know they get to the to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then you know they have to, you know, suffer a loss before they can win it. So that that's kind of where I see it, see them on their uh, on their ascent right now. 
Mark, what do you, what do you think of the Panthers? Are are they they got a uh, they got a shot, or or are they kind of pretenders and might have trouble just getting out of their own division? Um, I always wonder what they could be if they didn't have Barkov's ten million on their books, but uh, not Barkov. Sorry, Bobrovsky's ten yeah. million. Yeah, on their books, but they're they're exactly what Landy said. They they have talent and they're fairly balanced too. It's not like Toronto where it's all the top line. I think they could win a series, but it's all about matchups. It's it's who they end up facing in the first round. There's a few teams in the East that I just can't see them beating in a seven game series, but I'll be actually rooting for them in the East with Jumbo on that team this year. Big time. Yeah. I mean, I think, look, I, I look at this team and like the only real concerns I have is obviously, you know, is, is Spencer Knight going to be the real deal? I think he is, but he's still got to, you know, there's still, he's still got to prove that he's the real deal. And, and we've seen, you know, top ranked goalies, stumble we watched what happened in philly with um starter heart uh you know so i want to see spencer knight obviously be able to carry the load and man can Aaron Eckblad stay healthy that's another big thing for me yeah. too um but did, i mean did you say I look starter heart or Carter I, did say, heart. I did say starter heart <laughs> <laughs> but i, I want to see it. you know what that's what i want to see but i mean there's so many like there's a lot of young players on this team that i like and i just there's there's a lot to like here, um, you know. Uh, I I I think they're definitely a playoff team. Like I think they're firmly in the playoffs. Um, but once they get there, yeah, I'm not sure what the, what they do. Uh, matchups are going to be big, especially in the East. I think there's so many good teams in the East this year. Um, but uh, I think yeah, I think Florida's going to be good this year. Yeah. And then, now let's let's talk about you know the mainstay in 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 America per se, New York. To me, uh, and Mark, I'll come to you first since you're right there. Who's the better team in New York? Is it the Islanders or is it the Rangers? I think it's definitely the Islanders. And I actually am very curious on the Rangers, but I do not love their offseason. Um, and I think way too much focus is going into toughening up the team. Um, but the Islanders, I think they are going to do exactly what they did last year and the year before that. And that is go have a decent run. Um, whether they get into the final this year, who knows? We'll see. Um, but their team is just, it's its a machine. It just, it's the same thing every game. They're pounding you. They're playing great defense. They have some talent offensively. And they're just run like a franchise should be run right now. So um, I think the Islanders are significantly better than the Rangers right now. Um, that doesn't mean necessarily the Rangers aren't a top-level team capable this year. I do actually have them making the playoffs, but uh, Islanders all the way there. Landy, I mean, this team has made back-to-back runs into the third round. The only thing they're missing are those beautiful fishermen jerseys. I mean, what what's to say <laughs> for, for uh, the Islanders? I mean, I look at that division and I go, okay, what is going to who's going to be the one to knock them off? And, uh, you know, I don't I don't think it'll be Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I don't think it'll be Washington. Carolina, maybe. But I think that there's still some question marks there. And I think that they got they got a lot. They got they got a lot better, I think, with the with the offseason move. But, you know, I think, again, Carolina's kind of 
in that pot with, um, you know, with the Panthers. You know, it's it's they're the they're the darlings. You know, they're the really hipster pick. Um, but again, I want to see them in an Eastern Conference final. I want to see them win an Eastern Conference final. And um, so, yeah, I think for me, at least it's going to be the Islanders going to win that division. And I think probably Carolina will come up second. And then I think it'll be an open spot for that third spot, whether that would be, you know, Washington, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. Um, you know, I don't I don't have much faith right now that Columbus is going to be, you know, the, all that great. And I think the New York Rangers have some pieces but I think that their young guys are really going to have to to fill. I, I feel like they're still a center short, and I and I feel like, you know, if they can if they can get some production from their younger guys this year, that the Rangers could could make a push for it. But then again, you also have New Jersey as well, who's a very young team, you know, who's also you know got aspirations of moving on up. So it's going to be a difficult division, and I wouldn't be surprised if the two wild cards both come out of the Metro. Um, because it is going to be that much of a dogfight out of there. Yeah, I mean, I definitely echo uh, what Landy said about the wild card. I think I think that's probably a safe place to put your money is both metro, uh, both wild card story coming out of the metropolitan division. The Islanders are are a really good team, um, and I feel like they, you know, Lou Lamorello has managed to keep this team competitive regardless of cap or anything like he always finds a way to, to get the guys he wants at the price he wants um i i, I they're gonna be a fascinating team for to, for me to watch this year uh islanders they're, they're a fascinating team i think that uh yeah they're i mean they're definitely a playoff team for sure uh as for the rangers i i i, I you know i agree with mark uh too much emphasis on you know getting tougher i think uh i you know this team this rangers team was having quite you know quite a model rebuild as, as far as i was concerned with some of the players they picked up and everything else and then they kind of just you know the owner comes in and medals and next thing you know you know it's it's time to go and i this you know i, I know a lot of people always kind of get on hustle and they're like oh where's hustle hustle never does thing i would rather hustle platner letting doug wilson or letting the hockey people make the hockey decisions over you know, having the owner come in one day and just be like, nah, you know what, just blow this all up and change everything. And cause I'm mad, like I, I will, I will take a hostile platner over a James Dolan any day. All right. Now, and you mentioned Pittsburgh and Washington, you know, long time, uh, favorites of NBC. Uh, <laughs> let's be honest here. Uh, Ovechkin Crosby, of course, Crosby's out. They thought he might go last night, but he couldn't. Walken's out for a couple of uh, months. Uh, Ovechkin, you know, he he had that that leg injury near the end of preseason. Uh, you know, two mainstays that that should be fighting out in the Metro. Uh, Ian, I mean, are, do they got a shot, or are they or are they kind of uphill with the with the new and upper comers? I think I think Pittsburgh, when it's all said and done, is still a playoff team. I don't know if they're a playoff team that's going to do anything. Um, I'm not a big Christian Jari guy. Um, but there's still enough there, right? Like Pittsburgh, they're going to go for it. As long as they can go for it, as long as Crosby and Malkin are there, they're going to go for it. And they should, because as long as you got those two guys wrapped up, then, you know, you go for it as long as you can. But there's probably, you know, 
I think pain's coming for Pittsburgh. It might not be in the next couple of years, but it's coming. Um, Washington, Washington's a team like, again, this division is so stacked. Like, it's funny saying like to me, like Washington, this is probably a bubble. And it's weird saying that about the Capitals, but this division is so stacked that, I mean, there's only, you know, who who's the dog in this division? Jersey, I guess. <laughs> like, other than that, is there really a dog here? Maybe the Flyers? I was going to say the Jackets. Yeah, the Jackets. I, I, I will give you the Jackets. Yeah, but, I okay. mean, but other than that, like... Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that they're kind of, like, in that pool with Boston, right? I think it's Boston, you know, Pittsburgh, and Washington could all be fighting for one of two wildcard spots. You know, it's just that same kind of like, okay, same cast of characters that have kind of always sniffed in and around playoffs, you know, they're proud franchises. And, and, you know, again, I think it it could just go to that final, you know, that final week of the season to decide who's going to get the, one of the last, um, you know, two of those spots. And I think it's probably going to be those three teams that will fight it out, whether or not, you know, Philadelphia will, will enter the, into that mix. I think it's going to be the goaltending. Yeah. And and for all you guys to remember, if if Martin Jones, I feel so silly saying this right now, if Martin Jones plays in over 20 games and has a 9.15 save percentage or higher, Mr. Ian will shave his head. Oh my God! That's what happened. This is this is what happens this summer when people are annoying me in the chat. I make stupid things like this, but I, based on the preseason and the Flyers' reactions to Martin Jones so far, I feel like my flow is pretty safe. <laughs> I, I would agree. In. <laughs> I would agree. That's a bold move, Cotton. We'll see how it plays out, my friend. Well, oh. and, and it'll be on, and they'll be on this channel too. Oh, that absolutely. Was, that was the deal. Absolutely. So make that big. Martin deal. Jones, continue being Martin Jones for the sake of my hair, please. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, guys, let's uh, let's head on to the west here, and uh, you know. Uh, where we begin in the central uh Colorado loses Philip Grubauer to Seattle they 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 go with Darcy Kemper uh Dallas still looks promising uh Chicago's made kind of a run now that he got Mark Andre Fleury uh I, I mean Mark I'll start with you on this in in the central um you know who 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 are the studs who are the duds in in this division so i think central might actually be one of the strongest divisions in the league um it's actually the only division that i have five teams coming out of um because i actually do think the in the east both divisions we're gonna get four teams in but from the central especially with the weakness in the pacific i think five teams are gonna make the playoffs um the abs are obviously a beast but they haven't really done much in the playoffs to prove anything yet but their team is young. They've got superstar talent, and they're fairly balanced. Um, I'm not really as concerned about losing Grubauer um, for that team, to be honest. Um, so I think they're the best team in the division. Um, but I think a few teams might surprise you either on the way up or down this year. Um, I'm interested to see what Flurry does with the Blackhawks. And um, if the Blackhawks are slightly improved this year. Um, with getting Jones as well. Um, so they're one to watch. And I'm also interested to see what the Wild do, because I kind of was one of the people who thought last year might have been a little bit of a fluke because they were in a super weak division. 
we'll say that a million times during this call, but <laughs> yeah. um, I really don't, I'm not a hundred percent sold on the wild. So that's kind of my opinion on them. Wendy, are, are the wild mild or, or do you see Dallas shining? What do you, what's the vibe you're getting from the central? Oh, I mean, the central is going to be, I, I think you're gonna you're definitely gonna have Colorado, you know, lead the central. And I think St. Louis, Winnipeg could, you know, flop for one uh, for two and three. And then I see it kind of like you guys do where Dallas, Nashville, Chicago, and Minnesota are, are gonna be two are gonna be four teams fighting for, you know, two spots. And to me, I look at the most explosive players and I go Minnesota and I, I, I'm looking at Chicago guys and, and I'm, and I'm thinking they're getting Taves back. We don't know what exactly he's going to be like, but you know, if Buster Posey can, you know, resurrect his career, sorry to use a baseball guy, <laughs> but if he can re- resurrect his career, you know, in his age 34 year, as a as a catcher, one of the most you know um, demanding positions in the sport, uh, you know, I, I a year with Jonathan Taves off, I don't know, might be really interesting to see what exactly he can bring. Um, you also put Flurry, and then of course they also still have um, uh, Jesus Kane, and then um, they've also got a Cat, right? So mm-hmm. I mean. You know, Chicago, I think it wouldn't surprise me if they're the number one wild card. And then it would be, you know, Minnesota with Krill, you know, leading them to the to the second wild card spot. And and I could see Nashville and Dallas falling out of it. Um, Dallas, just because I'm 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 concerned that their top end players, um, you know, are going to start to see the decline. I think we'll I, I think this year we might see the Joe Pavelski decline that we've all been, you know, predicting. Um, but, uh, you know, their defense core has a couple questions. I mean, you got high skin, of course, but, you know, after that, I, I do wonder a little bit about the depth throughout their defensive core. Um, yeah, to me, I, I think to me, it's going to be Chicago and then Minnesota. That's what I would say. I'm stunned you guys aren't saying anything about how quickly the, the central could be perfect for the coyotes. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, uh, no, I mean like for me, the teams that are out of it, like that I aren't even going to be a factor to me. Obviously the coyotes, the coyotes number one with a bullet, they're going to be awful. Yeah. Uh, and then I think next is Nashville. I don't expect anything from Nashville this year. I'm a lot higher on the stars than Landy is. I think, um, I don't know what to make of St. Louis. Like St. Louis is still there, but I think again, it's, it's going to be a really tough division and I'm not sure. I don't know if I would be comfortable saying St. Louis is a playoff team. I think Colorado definitely is in. Um, but beyond that, like, I don't know where this finishes. I think I think Chicago, obviously, look, at they need to change the narrative around that team any way possible. And they've definitely, from an on-ice perspective, at least tried to do that this summer. I like a lot of their moves. Um, so I, you know, I'm curious to see what Chicago does. But I think, I think Dallas is going to be really good. Uh, I think Dallas... 
started last year kind of behind the eight ball COVID issues Mm -hmm. and they were just never able to catch up. I think this year coming in ideally healthy, I think as healthy as this team's been ever been. um, I think that they're going to be a team to watch. And I think they could easily be the number two team uh, in this division. Mark. The one team we didn't talk about actually in that round of this conference um, decision is really the Jets. I think they're um, a very talented team. Now, they're kind of like some of the other teams we mentioned where they really haven't done anything in the playoffs. But I think they're going to be a regular season powerhouse. So you look at their team and they've got two good lines. They've got depth throughout the lineup. Um, I, I think they probably, in my rankings i'd probably put them in second right behind the abs and then i think it's really between stars blackhawks and wild in which order they come in for making the playoffs from that division yeah I'm... yeah it's good that you mentioned the jets because i think like if even if you go back to the playoffs i mean connor hellebuck did everything but score goals <laughs> and it's hard to bet against the team with connor hellebuck in that especially yeah. in the olympic year too yep and the big part of it too i mean this was a team that that took down Connor McDavid and the Oilers very easily. Uh, they ran into a rough spot once once they got into the second round, but uh, this team looked promising and, and just them gelling a little bit more with, you know, Dubois in that. Uh, don't forget, you know, Rocket, this is for you. You know, dilly dilly uh, mm-hmm. in the peg as well. Maybe helping shore up the defense as well with uh, – with the Jets, I mean that could be could be something there, you know. And, and like like they're saying in the chat, Hellebuck doesn't hella suck at times. No, nope. <laughs> so, no, no. But I, you know, I think the Jets. That's kind of why I had them in the second spot too. I think that they had a really good off season. Um, you know, quietly, I think that they had a really good off season. And um, again, it's a defense first team. Um, Paul Maurice knows how to get the most, how to extract the most out of out of his teams, and he's gotten even more weapons now. So yeah, you know, I I, I think that that Winnipeg is going to be the real deal, and I think that they're going to kind of, to, to me, Winnipeg is New York Islanders West. That's how interesting. I, see. Mm. I like it. Uh, you, you, apparently, you guys know how much I love Minnie and Winnie. Apparently, so you know. But I, I would, lo- I mean, Winnipeg would be a great story to, to see. Minnesota, uh, is it gonna just be Kirill the Thrill Show? Uh, we'll see yeah, about that. What they're paying him, it better be. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. No kidding. A lot of pressure on him. I I kind of see them kind of like Edmonton, right, where they have a superstar type player that can you know, transcend the game at times and then everybody else. And and I think that that's kind of what Minnesota's mold is. They don't have a jet. Uh, they don't have a, um, a, uh, um, uh, Leon dry but you know, it's a, it's a team that has got, you know, a premier player and uh, a, a team that I think could ride that premier player to a playoff spot. It's just unfortunate because I think I think the Edmonton comparisons aft because if you look at this team, like not only is the supporting cast kind of meh, but you have what how much money in dead cap for the next couple of years? Yeah. Just yeah. obscene amounts of dead cap. Like Goes it's not us. good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, normally, we wouldn't be taking any comments because we're just trying to roll through this a little bit. But uh, Grayson Hendricks with a uh, with a uh, four ninety nine super chat donation. I gotta put it right here to give give it a full shout out there. Uh, appreciate it. much appreciative, buddy. Uh, thank you very much. Of course, the super chat when you donate to us, uh, it helps us. Uh, you know. Uh, support the show. Keep and, the lights on. Yeah, keep the lights on. Keeps the bills going. and Everything upgrades whenever we can. You know that'd be fun. Pays so, for my you. caffeine addiction. You know, uh, are are, we, are you a PSL guy or are we going? You know, cold brew. What are you thinking, Landy? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, cappuccino all the way. Ah, okay. <laughs> Old school Italian. Nice. Old school Italian. Nice. All right, so let's get to the Pacific before we get into uh, Team Teal here. Uh, we did talk about the Kraken a little bit, and we did talk about Vegas. Of course, the pressure is kind of on for the Kraken to kind of produce what the Golden Knights did. I don't think so. I see. Really? I disagree. Yeah, I disagree. I think look at when the way that the Kraken built their roster. If they wanted to come out of the bank like Vegas, they could have taken their approach incredibly differently given the guys that were available to them in the expansion draft. This is a team that I think they're going to, they want to be competitive for sure, but this isn't a team that's built for today. This is a team building for tomorrow. This is the, the approach that they're taking isn't one for immediate success. You know, this is a team, this is a team I think that's not building for today, but they're building a good foundation right right now. I think the media is kind of overplaying this a little bit uh, with the comparison. It's, well, it's an easy narrative, right? right? Like it's, oh, well, Vegas did this. Can Seattle do that? No, no one's going to replicate what Vegas did. Like, you know, it's it's hard. It, you can't catch lightning in a bottle twice. And I think what Vegas did was they, they caught lightning in a bottle and it worked for them, right? I, I don't. I think expecting Seattle to do that based on the what the, the moves they've done so far, I just think it's unrealistic. And I think it's if that's your expectation, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Mark, uh, what says you? They they're building in the right direction, but considering how weak this division is, uh, do they have a, a shot at making the playoffs? I think they have a shot. Um and that's the thing. I think actually everyone in this division, <laughs> except for the Ducks, <laughs> except for the Ducks, but everyone I think has a shot technically. Um, and it's more a matter of which teams drop themselves out of the playoffs than which teams kind of get themselves in. But I actually don't have the crack in making the playoffs. Um, I think I think Ian kind of got it right. They didn't have kind of the GM panic that Vegas was able to take advantage of. I think their team looks good enough where it wouldn't shock me if they made the playoffs. Um, but with my predictions, I don't have them in. Um, I think they'll probably come in fourth, maybe fifth place in the division. All right. Uh, Landy, we we can talk about Seattle, about being a newbie and can make a run at it. Uh, obviously, Vegas is kind of the front runner in this. Um, but we like we said earlier this doesn't feel as dominant of a team uh, in in Las Vegas, but is Edmonton the only team that can kind of throw them off the porch a little bit? I mean, 
the way that I kind of have it stacked up, right, is, is I mean, Vegas, Vegas is going to have their way with the division. I think, you know, they're going to be a they're going to be a team that is going to find it. And then I think that their depth is going to really still win out. And, and I don't think that there's a team that has quite the depth that they do right. in this division. Um, and, and, and so, you know, Edmonton has definitely I, I think Edmonton stars are definitely brighter than Vegas. That's for sure. And, and I think, you know, Edmonton can make a really big dent with that top end talent. But it takes just a little bit more than that to to, you know, win a division. So I, I kind of see it being Vegas number one. I kind of see it being Edmonton number two. And then, you know, echoing what everybody else said, it, it, a real fight for number three. And and I don't think that, you know, I think Calgary has, has had too much turmoil. I, I think that they're going to be kind of on the, um, you know, kind of in that holding pattern similar to where the Sharks are at. Um, I think Vancouver has the pieces to take the next step, but it's going to be up to them whether or not they're going to 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 go for it. And I know that, you know, the COVID uh, situation really, really did a number on them last year. So this could be the time that we could finally see Vancouver, you know, get through a, a little bit more and, and, and show us a little bit more. Um, the Kings suffering the, the injuries that they have. I think that that's put a little bit of a damper on, you know, them being in that three hole, but they still have good pieces around them and I, and I wouldn't never count them out. So, yeah, I mean, you could have potentially one, two, three, four teams fighting for one spot. You know, I, I don't think it's, it's fair to have Seattle be immediately counted out. Um, but I don't think that they have as much talent as the Kings do. And I don't think that they have as much talent as the Sharks do. But then again, you know, we kind of all counted out Vegas and, you know, look at what happened there. Um, but I don't think Seattle's roster composition looks nearly what Vegas had in its first year. The Pacific to me is weird because it's a team, it's a, it's a division where outside of Vegas, I look at them and I'm like, yeah, those there's there's a bunch of teams that could be playoff teams, but I don't like outside of Vegas, which ones can actually do something when they get there, and I even include the Oilers Oilers in that in that category, which is unfortunate because you know this is a team that has the best player in the world in my opinion, yeah. um, and that's you know and that's the that's the thing about the Pacific, that's what makes it so weak. Like yeah, you could. You know, I think it's probably Vancouver, Vancouver, Vegas. <laughs> I think it's probably Edmonton, and then it's jump ball. Yeah. But none of those teams scare me once they get into the playoffs. Like, you know, I look at, like, Vancouver's... I'm not high on Vancouver, but I think they're better than Calgary, which yep. I think is going to hug the bottom of the division with the the Ducks. LA is going to be interesting. I, You know, they LA is a team that... You know, kind of like where Ottawa is this year, you know, it's like you can only accumulate assets for so long before you actually have to start doing something with those assets. LA's yeah. in the early stages of that. So it's going to be interesting to see what LA does, but they've been dealt a blow early, losing Quentin Byfield, which I yeah. think is going to be a big blow to their uh, playoff aspirations, depending on how long he's out. Now, they do have, I mean, this team is loaded with center projects, uh, prospects, sorry, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see who, who ends up in that spot uh, that Byfield was going to be in. But, 
I, again, like there's just it's a whole lot of meh, and that includes the sharks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark, uh, so there's Edmonton. I mean, to me, I kind of feel like Edmonton with McDavid and Drysdale. This is kind of like a Toronto of sorts. Um, yes, they they do have a series victory in their last 15 years, and unfortunately, two of those three come at the hands of the San Jose Sharks. Uh-huh. Damn you, Rollison. Sharks team that was held together with duct tape and popsicle sticks. But yeah, yeah. okay. I'm just stating the facts, but that's a good point, Ian. But uh, Mark, I mean, again, this is a team where. I like popsicles. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, I like the crunch bar ones, but I digress. <laughs> Moving forward, we'll, we'll get to those fun fun questions in a little bit, guys. Okay. Uh, but but uh, Mark, Edmonton. I mean, no faith in them. (laughs) (laughs) I have them as a playoff team, but I I don't have faith in them doing anything. Um, Like Ian said, I think if they were in the central, they possibly wouldn't make the playoffs and they definitely wouldn't make the playoffs in any of the Eastern divisions. Um, The Pacific gives them that opportunity. Um, So I do actually have them coming in second place behind Vegas, but I just, I don't know. The team's too top heavy. I, I, you look at, who they're paying their cap to it, it's the right guys but then you look at the rest of their lineup and you just nothing sticks out uh, i'm just not impressed by them so i think they'll most likely have a first round exit unless they end up well actually if they finish second they would probably then play the they play the number three third seed. place third from the Pacific. Seed, yeah. so they might actually win a playoff series <laughs> but um i just don't think they're really a worthy team yeah i i, I like i think i'm with you all all guys, Vegas number one, Edmonton number two, uh, and then it's a crapshoot for that that number three spot. I mean, could it be Calgary? I'm just not sold on them. I don't think Calgary is going to be good at all. Like I, I don't even have like Calgary is going to be tugging the bottom of the division with the Ducks, in my opinion, and they're going to blow it up. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I you know, I I think Mark Giordano leaving. I think that's going to be a really big hole for them. And and um, you know, honestly. I just I don't I don't see it with with all the turmoil that they've had in in the last, you know, two seasons. I, I just I see this team set up for failure right now. Yeah. Uh, and there's Vancouver. I mean, you have Demko in there in that along with Yarrow Halak. I, mean, I like that pickup for them. Yeah. Like that's a really that was a really solid move for them. I, mean, it, I just don't know about the rest of it. Yeah, I mean Pedersen and Quinn Hughes are signed now. I you have, you know Brock Besser hopefully coming off of it. I mean their their time is now. I think uh, to start doing things like you, Ian, like you said with L.A. I think their time to to get things moving. I think it's their time. See, to LA try is to take in a great three. spot. Like L.A. is in the the perfect spot because. They all they have to do is just be better than last year. If they make the playoffs, it's house money. They don't have to do anything when they get there. And if they just miss, it's another lottery pick. It's the like they're in the perfect spot because the expectations aren't through the roof. As long as they're better than last year, they win. Like that's it's a great place to be if you're LA because I don't think the expectation like they're not you know I no one's no one's confusing the Los Angeles Kings with the Vegas Golden Knights. So I mean, for them, it's great. They're, you you go and even if you even if you get to the playoffs and you get swept, it's not a big deal. You made the playoffs. You're better than last year, 
and you're going to continue. That's another year for all those guys that you have coming up. Uh, yeah, I mean, L.A. is going to be, I think, the the team that gets into number three, in my opinion. Uh, Vancouver will give them a run. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just not sold on the on the rest of the division and whoever gets number three. Uh, I mean, it could be a shocking upset. Like, like Mark was saying, they may not get past the first round. But if Edmonton doesn't get past the first round, you have to wonder what they're doing. Well, and, Ken Holland's the worst GM of the cap era, in my opinion. But that's part so, of the problem. So, I mean, Puck Guy, I, I mean, it sounds like none of us took the Sharks to, to sniff and... You know, normally you're the most optimistic one out of all of us. And... Uh, I didn't give my opinion yet on the yep. third place team. Oh, oh! oh! <laughs> Mark, yeah, go no, right ahead. Right. We can make a nice transition. Third place team. Yes, I, I, I don't know. I just have good vibes coming from them, um, and I, I, I just somebody. am feeling a little bit of hope that the older guys are going to have not a star season, but some sort of bounce back season. And they're going to take advantage of this division with better goaltending and some development, some young guys filling in. And I actually think they have a shot at that third spot. Landy, you I want to add right to that quick. You, um, go ahead. you know, these, the guys, the one thing that you don't want to like, take out of consideration. I've said this a couple times already, the show, it's an Olympic year. Sharks have got a lot of guys that have been, on those teams previously that are probably not even consideration this year. And that's going to burn them inside. And I think you're going to see some of those guys, you know, nothing motivates players like the Olympics. We've seen guys have resurgent season in Olympic years. I, I, I think Mark might be onto something. I do, I'm not as high on the sharks this year as, as he is, but I think I, I but I can, I I'm with them. I think you're going to see, you're going to see some turnaround from some guys that, we may have written off. Yeah, I mean, you know, to me, it's going to be all about, you know, what Kevin LeBanc and Timo, ha Timo Meyer are going to say about the subject. Um, you know, those two players are, are to me, the biggest X factors um, and the biggest swing on the team. You know, if, if they can reclaim, you know, any semblance of what they have had before. Um, so, you know, I, 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 think that I've got some hope and I'm, and I'm hopeful that Eklund and Darlene are going to have some good showings, but that's a lot to ask for from a lot of young players in key positions. So that's all I'm concerned about, but I do see a path for the sharks. I don't think it's as dire as it is as say like Montreal, for instance, I, I think that there is a pathway for them, but it's going to be extremely difficult. All right. Let me say this. Uh, by the way, Landy, uh, great job on the segue. I appreciate that. Amazing to, to get to uh, Mark with his sharks. Uh, and, and I couldn't get to my sound effect, but... Can they get to number four? Yes. Will it be a wild card? I'm not sure. I, I, think, I think it depends on how this team gels. Uh, we saw how they were during that six-game winning streak, and yes, those were against Anaheim and LAs of the like last year. And granted, they finished up with like three wins in their last 15, 18 games uh, down the stretch and just fell apart. They got decent 
players to to make it happen. I mean, let's let's not make a mistake here. Logan Couture is still the captain of this team. Timo Meyer, you need to show up. You know, you need to I show up big time here. Here's the thing with Timo Meyer. Timo Meyer is not the guy who drives the play. He's the guy that is the recipient of the driven play. And for a lot of time last season, he was chained to a shell of Logan Couture. I think as long as Logan can stay healthy, I think Timo's going to have a bounce back season over an 82 game season. Like I, 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 I can't say that enough. And I, I, and even though Timo Meyer didn't have a great season, it wasn't awful. Like if you look at the point total he put up last year, it wasn't terrible. He was just behind Couture. Like people like make it sound like Timo Meyer like had just goose eggs across his stat sheet. It's not the case. Well, is is that partly of that? I don't want to say Eric Carlson syndrome, where it's where you get the big deal and you're expected to do a lot of big things. I, look, it Timo Meyer needs to take a step forward for sure, right. but I just think that if you look at the type of player that Timo Meyer is, I think that given his situation, I still think he performed. Like again, I'm not saying like gold star best season he's ever had, but I don't think it's as awful as everyone's making it out to be. Uh, bronze star. Bronze star. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Mark, what what do you say? Who's the guy that needs to step up for this team this year? Um, I think it's a collaborative um, group of goaltending. Like, it, Reimer and Hill need to be good. I think we haven't seen good goaltending since even before the year we went to the conference final. Like, th- that year, we went there in spite of Jones. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's be real. So... I think it's going to be weird for Sharks fans watching games. And if Hill, he just looked good to me in the preseason. And I'm not even saying that because it was um, his numbers. I was just watching him. I was watching his movements. I was watching his vision. I was watching his puck tracking. And he just looked like a good goaltender. Um, So I think the team will play different in front of him if he gives them that confidence. Like everything starts from there out. And I think if the goaltending can step up and give them even league average goaltending, I'm not even talking top 10 league Mm -hmm. average goaltending, you will see a significantly better team from last year. And then from that point, it's really a matter of do the new guys in the lineup fit in. Well, does the team gel and obviously can they stay healthy? A guy like hurdle, he's basically a superstar when he's healthy. He is elite on the ice offense, defensively, everything, but can he stay healthy? He has issues with health. Mm-hmm. Can Timo Meyer serve as that awesome complimentary piece, whichever line he ends up in halfway through the season? Um, I think they've got the center depth now. You look at Bonino as the third line center. That helps a lot. Um, I'm curious as to how Weatherby will do. I actually have increasing faith in his abilities. Yeah. And then the last piece that I would mention is Dolan. Is he an NHL player in the top six? Is he in middle six? I mean, where does he fit in? So it, it's going to be there's a lot of questions there. I'm definitely <laughs> putting a little bit too much maybe Sharks fan faith in everything going Cautiously well. Cautiously optimistic. Cautiously <laughs> yeah. optimistic. It could go off a ledge real quick, let's be real. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Um, I think all those pieces together could make us a playoff team. 
Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think I saw some good signs right from the veterans, you know, um, Mark Edward Vlasic coming back to camp, uh, you know, earlier than he ever has in his career and really focusing in on on, uh, you know, the physical attributes and the physical side of his game, which, quite frankly, had not been there in the last two seasons. Um, you know, Logan Couture able to finally you know, get a full summer's worth of regular exercise and routine and not have to, you know, rehab, you know, as hard, you know, he basically was rehabbing the whole season and never felt like he got his season off to a completely healthy, you know, start. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think having a Logan Couture, a resurgent Logan Couture will help. We'll see where Hurdle is at. Um, you know, the whole thing with the contract, I, he could turn in one of those point per game uh, seasons again, you know, just because, you know, he is trying to get back into the fold. And I, I really do think that he wants to stay in San Jose, but I think it's going to have a lot to do with the supporting cast and, and where exactly they're at. Um, you know, can a guy like Eric Carlson come back and really drive the bus now that, you know, some of the locker room distractions are gone is, Eric Carlson more of the problem than than you know the Evander Kane situation was. Well, I mean we'll we'll see how the results bear out on ice. Um, I, I but I I can see why there is some optimism, um, and and I think I share some of it. Um, but I'm also very cognizant of the the points in which the young players are put into. They're definitely in the sink or swim kind of. Uh, kind of areas right they're either going to really adapt well or it's going to be very evident very quickly that they're going to be uh you know outmatched yeah i think i i mean there's been so many good points here and I, i'm going to kind of touch on a couple of them like i i'm cautiously optimistic because of some of the some of the guys that took a step in camp right like even the guys that didn't make the team like there's some guys that look really good that look like they might be able to come up and step in if someone goes down and be the next man up. You know, guys like Adam Raska, uh, I thought looked really good in camp, and I think he's gonna, you know, he's gonna get a chance to play big minutes on the Barracuda this year. Um, so, you know, that you know, guy like Weatherby, who I didn't have, didn't really any thought of in camp being a shark this season before camp, and you know, he's he's come in and he's, I mean, Gambrell's on the Barracuda right now, um, so. I like that aspect of it. And I'm, I'm optimistic there. I, I, I do have concerns with the goaltending. Um, when we entered the season, uh, I looked at, you know, when we, when we into the off season, when we picked up Aiden Hill, I'm like, okay, well, that's a good one B goalie. What's the one a right. And, and then they got James Reimer. Now I like James Reimer, but to me, that's two one B goalies. Now, from what I've seen in, of Aiden Hill in camp, which is, Arguably a little because we live in, you know, it's 2021 and we don't know how to stream games, but uh, <laughs> I digress. Bravo, um, Ian, bravo. For a team that is in Silicon Valley, you, by you the know, way. I, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but but what I see in Aiden Hill, I want to, you know, I echo Mark. Like, I really like what I saw. I like the way he moves around the crease. I like the way he seems to see the play. There's a lot of things that I really like about what I've seen from Aiden Hill so far, but I do, you know, but I, so I'm cautiously optimistic in goal. And I, and I agree because I've said this a billion times, you know, if the Sharks could just get league average goaltending, what would they be? We're going to find out this year. I hope. This AJ, year, I think, I think TJ Galliardi was the player that you're looking for. 
Oh man. All right. You know. So yeah, I don't know. All right. Uh, now let me ask you this. I was going to mention this in the next segment, but you know, what's what is more the key stat to look for this season? Is it power play percentage improvement? Is it goals against average? Team goals against average improvement or face-off percentage? <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> it's got to start in goal. No, it's, it's got to start in goal. The answer is yep. the answer is in goal. It has to start in goal. Mark hit mm-hmm. it right on the head. It, it's it's got to start from there and work its way out. Because if this if the if you if if this does turn out to be a tandem of one B goalies, this is not going to be much better than last year. And I would say yeah. the stat should actually be save percentage because we right. haven't uh, had a true. goalie with a ninety yeah. percent or above at the end of the season. I think since what 2018 <laughs> yeah. it's ridiculous the low levels of goaltending i think it's like martin jones was 895 898 one season it's just oh my god Terrible uh, so aj aj points out high danger chances allowed and i don't think that that's i don't think that that's the best i for me i think it's high danger chances saved yeah i want to see that safe percentage in high danger chances um, because Martin Jones was notoriously bad for, for giving those up. Right. So even if, even if the, the new goaltending tandem can put in average, I mean, just league average goaltending on high danger chances, I think the team is going to be in a lot better place. And I think that that will translate over to the goals against average. Um, <clears throat> and of course the, the, uh, save percentage as well. But it's not like it's not a two-sided problem here, right? It's it's mm-hmm. kind of, you know... It, oh, it the defense both... shouldn't get a pass. Like, I'm not saying the defense no. should get a pass, but, like, Martin Jones was objectively terrible. Oh, like, there was oh, just oh, shots yeah. after shot that he should have saved that went in the back of the net. And it didn't matter where the defense were. They're just shots that should have been saved, and they weren't repeatedly. Yeah, you know, like the, the 15, 20-footer that, you know, squeaks through the through the wickets, right? I mean... You know, blows past his glove or whatever glove side yeah exactly and and so so maybe it's not even safe percentage and high danger chances if they get average there but it's just like safe percentage on low danger chances <laughs> now the reason why i put the other two in is because the power play was rough last year to say the least and then face-offs, how many times, guys, last year did we see how many times they lost a face-off, especially in their defensive zone, and the opposing team made a quick shot and it got through? That's because Martin Jones was in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good point. Um, good point. I think, fa- like, like face-offs... I think face off there's I think a, there's a little more emphasis that puts it that are put into face offs than there should be. I think they're, they're they're important, don't get me wrong, but it's it's what you do after the face off that matters, right? Like losing a face off not good, but if you're a good transition team then you can turn that to your you can still turn that to your advantage. We've seen good teams can, you know, they lose a face off but then they immediately take possession of the puck. Yeah. So I, I, I think was say time I, I, I think face off is a little more like face offs little too like i think they're emphasized too much i think it's what you do after the face-off that matters that's my opinion yeah no i i agree there and and i think that um 
you know, really the the defense and, and how in which they're going to activate and how in which they're going to, um, you know, protect in front of the crease is also going to be uh, very important to how these goaltenders are going to fare. And I mean, Alex Martinet brings it yep. up. I mean, EK, as soon as EK arrived, save percentage went down. And, you know, I, I happen to, to think that those kinds of things um, do bear out. And, and we kind of did see it on the ice and we caught we saw Eric Carlson victimized. And again, that's partly because, you know, he wasn't I don't think he has been at peak physical performance. Um, you know, I think his foot speed is definitely not there. It hasn't been there in the last two seasons. And um, and again, you know, paired that with uh, immobile Mark Edward Vlasic and, a, you know, a walking corpse of Redeem Shimmick. And you have the makings of a beautiful decor right there. So, um, you know, I, I think anything is going to be better than what it was. Um, how much better is going to all be up to those players and, and, and what exactly they're going to bring to the table. Um, I think Vlasic has a big question mark. I mean, he was a guy that we were all talking about. Could he be bought out? You know, could mm-hmm. he be along with Martin Jones to be bought out? And, and this is a guy that, you know, has always had pride in his game. You know, he's always been a player who, you know, would, would work on his game, but the last couple of off seasons with, you know, personal turmoil and COVID and all of that, it seems like he's gotten away from, you know, what made him a very, very good athlete. It's so, funny because when Vlasic signed his extension, I thought that would like I honestly thought Vlasic's extension was going to age better than the rest of them just because of the yeah. style of game that Vlasic plays, you know, stick first. He's not overly physical. Like I thought that Brent Burns's game would fall off before Vlasic's just based on because it is Vlasic's game isn't overly grueling right like he's he's a good shutdown defender but he wasn't over you know it wasn't because he was taking guys heads off or anything else like he's no scott stevens and yeah and it's crazy how that game has fallen off all right let's have some fun gang all right i'm gonna Uh i'm gonna throw some throw some questions at you and just have a you know semi briefish answer uh, what's going on? We're gonna. It'll be, Have you met me? Uh, <laughs> True. I know. We all can can go. If you on want now. brief answers? I think this is the wrong panel. Well, good night, everyone. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll start with this. Uh, we'll start with this question. Kind of a match game. Hurdle is a member of the blank on March twenty first. Oh, that hurts my heart. I don't think he's a shark. That hurts my heart to say. Just, yeah, yell at me on Twitter. (laughs) I think he's a shark. (laughs) I think they'll sign him long term. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think he's a shark. Same. Same. No, so no. I'm the bad guy. Good. I like it. You are the angry Canadian robot. All right. I just, I just, I'm less confident in this team being a playoff team. And I think if you're not a playoff team, that's there's there's a big return to be had there because <laughs> i think if you're not a playoff team like look at if you're not a playoff team in this division this year then i think things are worse than if you're not in the conversation at least then i think things are worse than they may appear now gotcha so maybe you yeah, have but to they still have down. to sell tickets though that's yeah, the problem and he's that's not the old. problem 
Like he's no, I know. It's all a matter of what money he wants. If he wants like yeah. nine million, then yeah, he's gone. But well, if he I can mean, settle look at, for look, seven and a half, eight, then I like if you look at Jibinipad's deal, like do you not think that Curdle can go and say, yeah, that's what I want? Yeah, not with I the mean, production from last year. Range, yeah, but um, I mean, I think he's actually even a better player than Jibinipad personally. Yeah, so do I, but, and that's that's my point. Like yeah. I, he, he he can ask for North of that. Yeah. That's, well, see, yeah. what I think, I think what's probably playing out here is his last year's stats. There, they might be negotiating off of that, right? And and those stats weren't as great. And you know, maybe his his, uh, you know, his agent feels that he is in that Mika Zibanejad conversation. It's better, which, uh, yeah, and 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 I agree. When when Hurdle is healthy and when he is on, he is a better player than Mika Zibanejad. And he's been I, healthy I, for, like, I think the injury problems or hurdle are overstated. Like, he's been healthy for quite a few seasons in a row now. Yeah. Yeah, but last last year was an aberration. And I think I, I think I was I was saying this a little bit earlier in, in, a, in a different podcast. Um, but, it, you know, just that it's kind of a show me season from both perspectives. Mm-hmm. Show me from the shark season as in, OK, you know, show me that you're going to, you know, get back to the pace that you were at. And then for hurdle, it's like, okay, show me sharks that you're either invested in me or an invested in winning one of those two Fair. things. All right. Next question. Uh, and for my friend, Matt Sakaris and Blake price up in Vancouver, kind of stealing your bit here, but guys tell me I'm wrong. Joe Thornton is in the Stanley cup final. Nope. You're wrong. No, you're wrong. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see it. I really, I'm really high on Florida this year, but I'm not that high on Florida. Yeah, same. I mean, who are they going to play in? I mean, if they play in an Eastern Conference final and it's, let's say it's uh, the New York Islanders. I mean, do you take Florida over the New York Islanders? I, I wouldn't. Hell, even coming out of the first round, if it's like Carolina and Florida, would you take Florida over Carolina? Yeah. I don't know. I would, but I mean that's based on what nothing <laughs> season hasn't started yet. So, alrighty, moving onward to Connor McDavid goes for more than one hundred fifty points. He got to over a hundred and fifty six games. Yeah, I was gonna I, say two hundred, but I think that was a little. That's that's a little bit of a stretch. I think hundred fifty is doable for him for sure. Doable for sure. Um, I think it's right around where I'd cut him off. I, I think in that 140 to 150 range. So topping 150, it could happen. It's just, it takes, it's going to, a lot needs to go right. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the under yeah. on that one too. I, yeah. I, I think 135, I think is, is kind of the number that I look at and being like, okay, you know what? This is a, this is where he's going to kind of come in at. The competition, like, you got to remember, like, yeah, he did have, like, you know, that the the points that he did, but the, the, half of that division was garbage. And you played most of your game, you played all your games in your division, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're going to go around the league this year, you're going to have to play, you have to play all the teams. You're not going to get 400 games against the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> Just saying. They are a team. <laughs> ah. All right. Next one, Ceremone native Austin Matthews scores blank. 50. 50. Yeah, I'll take the over on 50. I'm going 
65. Whoa! Oh! <laughs> Spicy. I, I was actually I was actually thinking sixty, but that's that's a good one there. Uh, I I think Matthews has the touch. Granted, he's he's not playing uh, with his injury with an injury right now, but we'll see how it goes. I I I kind of think he's gonna wanting to step up that game, and I would love for him to uh, get a get a Ruthers. Tra- so. One here, man. I mean, not yeah, that he has to play really well to make his team. Like he's going to be on that team, but but still, fifty-two goals is where I have him. I think. All right, and speaking of the Toronto Maple Leafs, they get to the conference final. Negative. Ooh. Nope. No, nope. that's a no for me. They got to win a round before I can. Put them anywhere. Like I show me. I <laughs> because I, I I think getting rid of Tyson Berry and then replacing him. Um, and, and I like what they've done with the defense core. Um, a little bit more than than previous seasons. I could see them getting past the first round. Um. Do I call them all the way to the conference final, though? I with Jack Campbell as their goalie, not a chance. No, I I don't think so either. I don't I don't think so either. I think they're going to come up. I I think they'll come up short in the second round, but I think they will get past the first. All right. A fun one, as many of you know, are we're all Jersey nuts over here. So the Sharks will break out New Jersey's next season. And by new, I could say I would say you know if they went to Heritage permanently with the home and away. We say we're saying this coming season or next season. Next season, twenty two, twenty three. I mean, it would be the smart thing to do, but I just don't <laughs> think they'll do it. <laughs> thirty one. It'd be what thirty one, thirty second anniversary or thirty thirty two anniversary. 32. I mean, we, we uh, I mean, we've seen so many people say just go back to the original logo, go back to the original style. You hit it out of the park the first time. I still well, think I you mean, put the new logo on the old sweater and that would be mwah. new logo old sweater. Yeah, you take the the teal black and gray with the new logo, chef's kiss. Uh, but the orange, the orange eye though. I think that 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 don't you care. have to change that. You maybe make the, if you swap that out into a white eye, then okay, that would be that would be good. But yeah, I, I think the the uh, the money is strong with <laughs> you know with this move, um, you know with the sharks and you know the sharks jerseys always sell well because of the color. Um, so I, I think that we will see a new jersey, and it will probably be probably be, Could some... be black. Who are we kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean we've we're already we're already seeing uh, talk about reverse retro 2.0, but I'm talking like a permanent home and away. Oh, you just just revamp the the, yeah. the lineup the the home and uh, lineup. I'm, I'm adding it on. A la, a la uh, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, for this season, the the home teal, the home white, and the stealth the stealth returns this season. So the, nothing's going away this year, 
But next season, I just have a sneaking feeling. And I don't know if you guys saw anything today on the Sharks Twitter. They broke out the original chomp font onto the uh, helmets uh, today at practice, which was kind of interesting. Haven't seen that since that miracle run in 94. I want to be more in that long say, with the chomp font, yeah. I would be more apt to say that a full time third jersey in the retro style is going to be what they would announce. Gotcha. You know, I, I, I don't think that they would remain home away. Um, I don't think they would do that. I love all of Arizona, but what could be the do is, is bringing a full time third um kind of like the stat but not um you know, it's basically like a rework on original and not the original at there as third jerseys i could see something like that being what it would introduce not necessarily um, if if example. yeah if i'm getting you because you were kind of breaking up a little bit there that you you kind of expect them to have like a different type of a third jersey not exactly the heritage style but kind of like what the ducks did uh with their orange jerseys yeah yeah okay all right uh and speaking of jerseys because you know i love talking jerseys pick them would you rather have more jerseys or a sponsor patch on the jersey what would bring more whatever we were talking about you know hockey related revenue um, i don't like the the sweater ads at all yeah um but i understand i understand them and I don't, like when i looked at when i saw the the preview of the capitals one like it's gonna to me that looks like it's gonna be something like the helmet ads were at first I was like, yeah, that sucks. And then I, by the end of the season, I didn't even notice them. Um, but I also remember a time when, you know, we kept our ads on the dashers and not actually on the ice. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I, so I understand that the slippery slope argument, um, I think the money, like they could release four jerseys a year. And I don't think that would equal the money that they're going to get from these sponsorship deals unfortunately i mean that's just that's that's the cold reality of it it's a team that's in desperate desperate need of some revenue streams to help balance this thing out i mean escrow is super high again this year um what is it 17 percent? 17 percent. yeah uh so i mean i i i just i don't think that like, would people buy more sweaters if you put more sweaters out? For sure. Of course they would. Is that going to equal the money that they're probably going to get from these sponsorship deals? Probably not. I, I doubt it. Mark, would you be okay having, like, uh, kind of like the NBA where they usually have, like, four or five different jerseys uh, at their dispense? Um, I'd probably buy them all. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I will literally buy almost any jersey the Sharks put out there. Um. That being said, it depends on the patch. Um, I I hate the idea of it. I look at some of those European teams. I don't think I'll ever get that bad. No, me, Um, I can't see it. The European hockey jerseys are just brutal to look at. Um, So, 
Yeah, I would stray from that. I'm fine with the helmet ads. I barely even notice them. Um, a small little patch on the back of a jersey, like in the bottom corner, maybe I wouldn't notice. Like if you're picturing like the old CCM badge yeah. on the bottom, that kind of thing. But if it's turned into like a big label or some big patch or multiple patches, I'd have a pretty big problem with that. But then again, I want the lead to succeed. So if they need that for the money, then so be it. Yeah, like AJ in the chat saying, remember a couple of years ago when Batman said you have to drink him kicking screaming? I think at that at that time it was true because that was before COVID, but yeah. shut down the league for a year and a half and kept people out of arenas and, you know, like, you know, and, and hurt their hurt their streams with you know, their financial streams with their broadcast partners and everything else. So uh, Money's I think a hell definitely, of a drug. yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's a hell of a drug. Um, I, I just think it's, it's an unfortunate, it's something they unfortunately have to do because of all of this. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Landy, glad to have you back. Uh, glad you got my AOL disc in the mail. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kidding. Uh, yeah. Now, now I'm the one getting it right oh. No, I think it was, uh, I had way too many tabs open in Chrome. Oh gosh. <laughs> I, I know that all too well. All right. Second to last one here, the Stanley cup final, I'm not asking you for a cup predictor. I'm asking who are the two teams? One from the West, one from the East. Who who are who are going to be putting on some patches come June? I will say Islanders. I'm I'm fairly confident in the Islanders. The West gets tough for me. I want to say the Avalanche. I want to say they finally break through with that talent. I'll I'll go with Islanders Avalanche in the final. All right, Landy, coming to you, bud. Yeah, um, that's a good pick. I think he I think he's he's got my pick there. Um, let's go. Okay, I'll I'll do the do the hipster pick. Let's do Carolina versus. Uh, I don't know, man. There's just something saying Winnipeg. There's just something saying <laughs> Winnipeg. <laughs> Spicy. I, 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 you know, I just, I think that I don't know what it is about that team, but they seem to rise to the occasion, and it just seems like, again, they're they're Islanders West. I, I yeah, I, I could see it being. Um, I could see it being Hurricanes. I could see it too being a systems final, basically, right down to two systems teams. Ian? Okay, so uh, I'm going to go off the board here. I'm going to say my Western Conference team is going to be the Dallas Stars. Oh. Ooh. And they are going to play... Oh, I hate the East so much. <laughs> oh, I hate the East. Um, it's such a crapshoot, isn't it, guys? It is. Yeah, it really is. Um, I, I, you know what? I'm going to say, because I said they could do it, I'm going to say Tampa Bay. Because, again, they can coast through the season and they know when to turn it on. So a repeat of the bubble final. Nice. Yep. I, bubble final. I will go in and say Colorado versus Toronto. Uh, Ooh, that would, be, that would be a very fun final. Yeah. I mean, that would be... Yeah, that would be one that you would want to watch just with all the star power. Absolutely. In that. You have Rantanen, 
Landeskog, McKinnon on one end, and you have Tavares, Marner, Saramo native Austin Matthews. I think that's that would be a good one, you know. So, um, <laughs> and like a- that stars for Panthers. Panthers. <laughs> Absolutely, AJ. That would be Doug Wilson's worst cup nightmare. Absolutely. Yeah. Now the question is, no, which... that would that would be like that would be Winnipeg, <laughs> Florida. <laughs> I we just need to figure out which team will pick up Patrick Marlowe. <laughs> that's that's this thing. All right. Here's my hot take. Uh, he's not going to be picked up this year. Oh, I, I don't think he's. I yeah, I don't, I don't think he'll he'll see uh, any time on the ice this year. All right, uh, guys, I'll ask you. Uh, I'll ask you too. Um, uh, is Patty? I don't want to say done because you know he's done so much. Um, is Patty gonna sign? And if so, does he go anywhere? I, I mean, I I honestly can't see him in San Jose. No, I uh, go ahead, Mark. No, I. I... I was going to say, I just don't know who would pick him up. Um, It hasn't worked for him, I would say, from a production standpoint. I mean, the main reason he was in the NHL last year was to get that record. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't see him playing another game. I wish wish he would get more games, but it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. I'm trying to think of a playoff team that would sign him, and I just don't know where he would fit in. Well, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm thinking, you know, let's let's play let's play your scenario here, Mark. At the deadline, they pick him up. He he does no. he does the full he does the full Justin Williams thing here. I mean, I don't know, I, I wishful thinking here. All right, I don't think like here's the problem with Marlo, right? Like Marlo at this point in his career, he's he he's not good enough to be in your top nine. And he's no matter what team he goes to, I just I can't think of a team where he would go where he's not blocking a player that should be playing Yep. at this point in his career. And I think I love Patrick Marlowe, but I mean, all good things, man, all good things. And I think Patrick Marlowe had a hell of a career. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, this is whether he knows it or not yet. It's done, in my opinion. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to believe that it was Jumbo that outlasted Patty, right? But I think that's how it's going to go down. Gotcha. You know, that's actually what I was thinking about recently, too. Because remember last season, I feel like every broadcast, Randy Hahn was saying, this record will probably never be broken about Marlowe's games played. Mm-hmm. Thornton actually is less than 100 games or something like that behind him. <laughs> and if Thornton plays two seasons, <laughs> he gets in like 50 games, suddenly that record is gone. Yeah, I, I I don't even. But I I as much I, as I, I love Jumbo, I don't see that either. I think yeah. like this is going to be Jumbo's Tamu year. You know, you know how last the last year of Tamu Solani, he was like mm-hmm. not playing. Um, you know, every day, um, he was you know taking back to backs off. He was taking long stretches off. I I, I think that's probably how Jumbo is going to be. To be honest with you, yeah. um, I I don't see them getting maybe fifty sixty games out of him. We'll see. We'll see. I, you know, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Load management for the playoffs. Who knows? So that's what I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Load management. Last one, and I, I kind of changed this up a little bit. Your one or more bold prediction. Uh, 
and it doesn't have to be your cup winner doesn't have to be you know anything in particular that we kind of talked about but what, what do you guys what do you guys think can potentially happen um should, should i'll I, go so, first okay go ahead so here, I don't know if it's a bold prediction. I don't think they're going to do much when they get to the playoffs. Like I don't, I don't know what they'll do, but I think the Panthers can win the Atlantic. All right. I I, I would I would put money there. Um, and I don't think Evander Kane touches the ice before the All Star break. Fair enough. All right, Mark, I'll come to you. Uh, I feel like I already made a few bold predictions <laughs> yeah, with the Sharks true. making the playoffs, <laughs> and uh, Matthew scored 65. But um, uh, it's tough to say bold prediction. Um, how about this? Aiden Hill will get votes for the Vesna Trophy. Ooh. Love it. Ooh. Love it. I would love that. Can't be more bold than that. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right. That then I guess I'm going to, I'm going to have to bring the hot ones, right? Your turn, Landy. Um, all right. William Eklund's going to win the Calder. Oh, and, yes. And, uh, um, <laughs> and, uh, we're going to see, uh, we, we saw Evander Kane's last game as a shark last season. All right. I like it. I like it too. Uh, I'm kind of with you guys on that one. I, you know, we didn't really touch on the Evander Kane, thing and honestly i couldn't give it it's a fun show it's a fun show we're having yeah. some fun <laughs> after all tomas hurdle fun must, yeah exactly tomas hurdle fun must be always i'll i'll say this I'll, I'll have three for you one i already told you guys i think ovechkin surpasses yager uh this season okay. uh i say hurdle gets his contract done before the deadline And I okay. say the Sharks missed the playoffs by one point. As an as a worst case game. scenario. Oh. With as oh, the number four team in the Pacific, meaning five teams will come out of the oh. central. Oh, that that's like right in the gut. It's like the worst case scenario for the season. How dare you put that evil in now, the air? Now, here, here's what I'm Yeah, yeah. We either got to be really... We've we got to be really bad or really good. There's none of this yeah. miss the playoffs by one point, be the last team in the lottery. Fuck, guys. Guys, guys, right. guys. It's reverse psychology <laughs> no I'm going on here. Come on. Okay. Reverse psychology I'm got going on here. Either they're going to really suck or we're doing after darks till June. Okay. Oh, I do. I do have one question though, and and maybe you guys, maybe you guys, we can we can leave it with this. Ryan Merkley, does he does he sniff the the roster on an injury call up this year? Yes. Yeah, I think yes. if I think he if there's uh, a chance for them to bring Merkley up, I think he definitely gets a look on the on on the team. But it's probably going to have to be an injury. Um, I think. I can understand why people are disappointed that Merkley, because I thought Merkley had a really good camp. So I can understand why people are disappointed he's not on the team. But I still think that it is better to have him on the Barracuda playing in all situations, big minutes, than it is for him up here getting Bob Bugner's seven minute special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, Alrighty, guys. Not Peter DeBoer, my ass. Don't for, never forget the Yoakam Ryan three minute, 45 second special. All right. All right. Uh, they are at Eric Landy, E-R-I-K, spelled the right way, 
NDI, Ian Blogs Hockey, and Mark E. Mark SJS. Uh, I'm, I'm stealing your, your bit, AJ. Forgive me. Famous last words. I will start with you, Mark. Um, his last words. It's exciting. Let's go Sharks. Um, I'm curious to see what happens with Eichel. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. Ian? Am I dying? I hope not. Do, do, do you know something that I don't? Okay. I'm just um, saying last words for this show. For the show. Okay. The show. Uh, gosh, I don't have any. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I'll, I'll talk about <laughs> hockey. It'll be fun. Landy? Uh, you know what? I I, I think uh, a a Jack Eichel would be very, very good looking in this particular shade of green or blue, depending on what hue you want to call this color. All right. As for me, uh, no famous last words per se. It's great to be back with you all. Uh, Sharks fans, I can't wait to get to the tank on Saturday to see you all, or maybe not all. Uh, so, uh, hit that subscribe button down below, follow us on the social media and everything in case you missed anything, or you want to watch this again, check us out on teal10usa.com or your favorite podcatcher and you see all of them there. But of course, hit that subscribe button on the YouTube. It really does help us out a lot there. So we appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, we have, uh, after Dark, the season premiere, uh, Saturday night following Sharks and Jets. Uh, Pucknologist goes October 24th. Uh, you know, we can't go, can't, can't have them break down just one game. I mean, that, that'd be crazy. But uh, October 24th, uh, Jerk and AJ will be able to uh, break down a lot of the stuff and tell me how horribly wrong I am. But until Saturday, we appreciate each and every one of you hit us up on the discord we probably going to hit head over there right now but until then it's great to see you and we can't wait to teal together with you keep it real keep it teal keep it real teal have a great night everyone take care we need to go eat some dinner right now as well <laughs> good night everyone wow that went epically failed it's fine. <laughs>